Good day, brothers and sisters, and welcome to New Creation Realities. And we're going to continue with our lessons in Christ. And uh, we're just going to continue where we left off with our last lesson, just looking at the Strong's definitions. Or it's actually the Strong's definition. And where did... Okay. <clears throat> had to mark to make sure we started the same spot. So uh, as, I, as I read in our last lesson, uh, the verse I'm kind of looking at just right now is John chapter 14, verse 20 as our principal verse, though we're going to look at several different verses that have the, the two words in Christ, in Christ. And right now we're just looking at the definition of the term N, Strong's number 1722. But this is John chapter 14, verse 20. And this is Jesus speaking to his disciples. And that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Now, uh, I'm not going to start looking at that verse and going to detail on that verse expound on it like I did our last class, but I just want to just make mention of this once again, that the, how shall I use the word, or what word to use? I'm looking for a word to use. The sureness of our relationship with God is Christ himself. And as sure as Jesus saying this, I am in my Father, that is as sure that our relationships, excuse me, our relationship, singular relationship, is with God in Christ. And anytime, anytime we we consider or even, you know, possibly may doubt our relationship in one way or another, depending on, you know, maybe our thought or our action, we can always look to this verse. I am in my Father, ye in me, and I in you. Just as sure as the relationship of the Father and the Son. That's how sure our relationship is. <clears throat> okay, so... Looking at the term, the word N, Strong's number 1722, translated into the English as N, I-N, uh, I want to I continue looking at the Strong's definition. And so I'll just go ahead and start reading. A primary preposition denoting fixed position. And once again, our last lesson me personally, I don't believe it's a position. I believe it is a condition. So I'm just going to jot that there. A fixed condition. And once again, we looked at the, the term fixed in our last lesson and just saw how concrete, stable, immovable it is. The word fixed is. So a primary preposition denoting fixed, and I'm going to insert condition in place in time 
or in state. Now, I'm also going to add this word in whichever place, in whichever time, or in whichever state, a fixed condition in whatever time, in whatever place, or whatever state. Why? Because at the moment of a new birth, our soul has been, in, in reality, eternally fixed in Christ. Because Christ himself is eternally fixed in the soul. Once again, Jesus' very own words, what God hath joined, no man can separate. No man by his thoughts, no man by his actions. What God hath done, man cannot undo. Impossible. Because at the moment of new birth, the soul comes from the condition of death unto the condition of life. Because life has appeared in the soul. And this, brothers and sisters, is a miracle of God. For those who are born again, they have received, experienced the miracle of God, who is Christ himself. Only God can do this. Not being born again, not of the will of man, nor the will of the flesh, not of flesh and blood. Man cannot do this. Remember, with man, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So, going on, <clears throat> Excuse me. Primary preposition denoting fixed condition in place, and and I'll just do this in whatever place. Listen below, in whatever time below, or in whatever state below. With the Apostle Paul. Just using his, him as an example, there were times he was in Jerusalem. That would be a place. There were times he was in Corinth. There were times he was in Galatia. Do you see what I mean? Philippi. All these different places. And yet, the condition of his soul was eternally fixed in Christ, regardless of the place below regardless of whatever time below. Yesterday, today, tomorrow, does not change the eternal reality of Christ himself. Or whatever state below. There were times the Apostle Paul was in prison. There were times the Apostle Paul was not in prison. But this did not affect nor change his eternal condition, his eternal state of being in Christ. <clears throat> so, a primary preposition denoting fixed condition, and I added the word condition right there. It's a, in the Strong's, it says position, in place, time, or state, and by implication, instrumentality, uh, medially or constructively, and then it goes on to say uh, that is a relation of rest. And relation, and I, I like that. And I don't, I don't know if uh, if here the strong intermediately between 
intermediate between two different other Greek terms, Strong's number 1519 and 1537. And I, I don't know, I, didn't, I haven't studied it out with this, but as far as like a relation of rest, I don't know if it's of rest between two objects or a, a relation as a relationship of rest. Uh, but right here with this lesson, in this series, in Christ, we're looking at this relationship that we have been brought into. And brothers and sisters, it is a relationship of rest. <clears throat> and just let's, let's just, let's just consider the Sabbath, all right? So in the Old Testament, God sets aside one day and he basically says, this is the Sabbath day. In the Sabbath day, you are to do no work. You are not to exhort any strength, any force whatsoever. No work at all. And so, upon penalty of death, um, and they did actually uh, stone a guy because he was working on the Sabbath. So, later on, here is Jesus, the Sabbath incarnate, and a miracle is performed on the Sabbath, quote-unquote, the Sabbath day. And the Jews get up all upset about it. <clears throat> How can he be from God? You know, this is happening on the Sabbath day. That's, that's contrary to the law. Well, remember, the law is the testimony of Jesus Christ. The, test, the scriptures are the testimony of Jesus Christ. So then, in effect... The Pharisees, Sadducees, the religious leaders are coming to the incarnate Sabbath and saying, why are you doing this? And his response is basically this, I do nothing. The Father in me doeth the works. It is not I, but the Father. So here's the relationship of the Father and the Son. Jesus is in perfect Sabbath. He is the Sabbath. And so now with us, brothers and sisters, who are born again, must be born again, who are born again, we have been brought into this fellowship of the Father and the Son. We have, our souls have been brought into the eternal Sabbath, who is Christ himself. Give me a second. That's my dog. Apparently there's something outside that got her attention. So, for us who are born again, woke you up too, huh? <laughs> for us who are born again, we have been brought into this eternal Sabbath. Now, the Apostle Paul, he, um, he was actively partaking of this relationship. And I say it that way because all of us who are born again, all of us who have uh, been birthed of Christ, been born again, born from above, born anew, born of Christ himself, born from the beginning, all of us have been made partakers of this relationship, of this fellowship of the Father and the Son. The question is, whom of us are actively participating in it? We have been made partakers, but who is partaking? I've used the example of, sorry, I'm still thinking about my dog. Uh, it was someone walking in, in the back <clears throat> outside of our fence. But uh, I, I use this example of like 
the dinner bell, you know, the, the parent or whoever calling everybody to the dinner table and everybody comes to the dinner table. Okay, it's, it's dinner time or it's supper time or it's lunch time and everybody comes to eat. But because all the food's already been prepared. But whom of those present are actually actively partaking, are actually actively eating? Do you see the, do you see the difference? <clears throat> so all of us who are born again, we have been brought into this relationship of rest where it is literally not I, but Christ. The Apostle Paul, once again, he was actively partaking of this relationship as his heart was turned and beholding the substance of this relationship, Christ himself. So then the Apostle Paul can say things like, I am crucified with Christ. Um, and I'll just kind of give you my translation or paraphrase of it, ne paraphrase of the verse. Uh, Nevertheless, I, the vessel, I'm, I'm still here. Yet not I, the life of the vessel, but Christ, Christ liveth in me. It is not I, but Christ. Therein, therein is rest. Not I, but other. That is rest. So <clears throat> a relation of rest. Intermediate between two different Greek terms, uh, star number 1519 and 1537. We're not going to look at those today. Uh, Lord willing, we'll probably look at them in our <clears throat> in our next class. And uh, in in just recalling, let me look. Let me look. Let me look. Okay. <clears throat> excuse me. In recalling our class from, or excuse me, our lesson, <clears throat> our last lesson. I know why, I don't know if you all remember or not, but I had made reference to a term, baptism, and uh, concerning a Greek recipe on making pickles, and I could not find it. And the reason I couldn't find it is because I was looking at the wrong dictionary. I was looking at the Strong's Dictionary when I should have been looking at the online Bible Greek lexicon. So <clears throat> I want us to look at that today also. And uh, just going along with, with here with the Strong's definition, how it says a primary preposition denoting fixed, it says position, but I'll say condition, a fixed, unchangeable condition. And once again, in whatever place below, in whatever time below, or in whatever state below, because our eternally us who are born again, our eternally fixed condition, the eternally fixed condition of our soul is in Christ, not changing. Jesus Christ is saying yesterday, today, forever, not changing. All right. And <clears throat> it doesn't matter where or when or however below our eternal fixed condition, the eternal fixed condition of our soul is not changing in Christ. <clears throat> All right. So here is, let's look at Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. And this is the Apostle Paul 
the writer of Romans. And once again, this is the one whose heart was directed unto Christ, was turned into the Lord, and declaring this reality that he saw in the face of Jesus Christ. Okay? <clears throat> Verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. <clears throat> Basically, impossible. No, not even. What shall we say then? All right, now he's speaking to believers, those who are born again, speaking to the church, <clears throat> the Roman church, in a different location, in a different place than the Philippian church or the church at Ephesus, but it's still the body of Christ. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Now, <clears throat> excuse me, I, am, I know the way he goes into the term sin, but to me, sin is separation from God. The soul was in a condition of sin before it was born again. That condition has changed. The, the condition of the soul has changed. It changed at the moment of new birth when the eternal change, who is Christ himself, appeared in the soul. <clears throat> I want to say this. Remember uh, Jesus, and because we're looking at the term baptized, baptized here with uh, online Greek, online Bible, Greek lexicon. Remember how Jesus would tell, I'm not sure if it was the, the, the Pharisees or the Sadducees, and combine them both, you get the Sadducees. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. It's either the Pharisees or the Sadducees or both of them. But he would say, you know, you guys, you wash the outside of the cup. But the inside of the cup is filled with all this other stuff. And he basically says, you hypocrites, first clean the inside of the vessel, the cup, the vessel, and then the outside will be clean also. And the thing is, is that man looks on the outward appearance. God, on the other hand, looks upon the heart. With God, the soul is either in the condition of death and separation, sin in Adam, or the soul is in the condition of life. All based upon whether Christ is present or not. Remember, in that day you will know, I am in my Father, you in me, and I in you. This makes the difference, brothers and sisters. That's why Jesus also said, you must be born again. <clears throat> All right. So Romans chapter 6, verse 1 again. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Impossible. How shall we that are dead to sin, us who have been made dead to sin, live any longer therein. Then in verse 3, this is, this is the issue, this is the key right here. Know ye not, do you not know, that so many of us, as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death? And that's the term baptized. It is 
Strong's number 907. Baptizo. 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 All right. Verse 4. Therefore, know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from among the dead by the glory of God the Father, even so we who are born again should walk in newness of life. We should walk in newness of life because we have life. We have been made dead unto sin and alive unto God in Christ Jesus. All right? <clears throat> Here's another verse. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13. Still the Apostle Paul, speaking to the church of God in a different place. Now, this church is in a different place below. It's in Corinth. But still born again. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, you were, your, your state was either a state of being a Jew or a state of being a Greek, whether slaves or free, your state was either one of bondage, you were an actual slave of someone, or you were a free man, and all have been made to drink into one spirit. For by one spirit, by the Holy Spirit, we were all baptized into one body, the body of Christ. It doesn't matter, Jew or Greek, Jew or Gentile, bond or free, male or female. He goes on saying that in a, in a different passage. No, no. Here's what matters. All baptized into one body in Christ Jesus himself and made to drink uh, into one spirit. All right. Now here's another passage another in Galatians chapter 3, verse 27 through 28. <clears throat> so Galatians chapter 3, verse 27 through 28. The Apostle Paul, yet once again, first he was speaking to the church at Rome, to the Romans. Now he speak, Then he was speaking to the church at Corinth. Now he's speaking to the church at Galatia. Different place Remember, denoting fixed, here's my word, condition in whatever place below. Because the eternal reality who Christ himself is has not changed. Galatians chapter 3, verse 27. For as many of you who are born again, as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one. 
in Christ Jesus. For you are all, oh, excuse me, verse 27, I was reading a different verse. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. You have been clothed upon from above, Christ himself. Have put on Christ. Before you were born again, you were found in Adam, in the Adam man. Adamic man. At the moment of new birth, you have put on Christ and are now found in Christ, the Son of the living God, the God-man, the, listen, new man, the new creation, who is Christ Jesus himself. All right? <clears throat> so those are just some verses where this term baptized, baptized, baptizal is found. And I just wanted to read those because now we're going to look at that word. And once again, I, <laughs> I, want, I wanted to just read those verses because I mentioned it the last class and I could not find that def this definition which I'm about to present. But before I present it, because it is a recipe for making pickles, I wanted just to do a visual illustration. All right. This, brothers and sisters, we should all know is a cucumber. In Spanish, it is called pepino, <laughs> a cucumber, like uh, the Veggie Tales, Larry the cucumber. All right, it's a cucumber. Slice it, dice it, we eat it, throw it on salad, throw it on sandwiches. Just put lemon and salt on it. We, it's a cucumber. All right. Remember, this is what the recipe is about. This other right here is a pickle. And I know we know what a pickle is. But you can take a cucumber and you can make a pickle. But once it's a pickle, it is no longer a cucumber. And not only that, it cannot revert back to being a cucumber. It cannot change its condition its state, its chemical makeup to become a cucumber again. Once it's a pickle, it is a pickle. That's it. You're stuck with it. All right. <clears throat> so here's my visual example. Now, the definition. Online Bible, Greek lexicon for the term baptize. Baptized, Strong's number 907. Greek term baptizo. All right. Definition number one, to dip repeatedly, to immerse, to submerge of vessels sunk. The second one, to cleanse by dipping or submerging, to wash, to make clean with water, to wash one's self, bathe. And remember once again, Excuse me, I'm jotting this down. Outside or inside of the cup, we can clean the outside, make the outside have a, I don't know, a more quote-unquote godly appearance. No, God, uh, cleanliness is not close to godliness, brothers and sisters. Jesus said this, 
Clean the inside of the cup and the outside of the cup will be clean also. But see, man cannot do that. Man cannot clean the inside of his vessel. Man cannot clean the inside of his soul. Remember with God, it's either one, one condition or the other. You're either dead in Adam or alive to God in Christ Jesus. And it all is based upon Christ being present or not. At the moment of new birth, Christ appears in the soul. And because Christ is now present in the soul, listen, the inside of the vessel is now clean. Clean. Man looks on the outward appearance. God looks on the heart, on the inside. Man can only see what's on the outside and judges with an unrighteous judgment based upon what he sees with a natural eye, understands with his natural mind, hears with his natural ear, processes it, unrighteous judgment. God, on the other hand, looks on the inside, whether Christ is present or not. And if you're born again, Christ is present, and God says, this vessel is clean because it is clean on the inside. And just think, think about this. <clears throat> I don't know if, uh, if any of you have just kind of looked at and studied over the tabernacle a little bit, but I mean, the outward covering of the tabernacle, just using the tabernacle, the outward covering was made of all these different uh, animal skins. I mean, it was probably like a patchwork looking quilt, you know, it was just like, whoa, you know, well, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm guessing that's what it was like. I mean, can, can you get all of them to be the exact same pattern, all of them to be the exact same color? I don't know. It doesn't say. It just says, you know, these type of skins, these type of hides you're going to use on the outward. So on the outward, it probably wasn't too appealing to the flesh, at least of those who were not, listen, of Israel, but yet, because God was in the midst, it, re it represented, the tabernacle and the temple represented God in the midst, the whole congregation was clean, regardless of what it looked like on the outside. So, moment of new birth, the inside of the cup has become clean because the clean one, who Christ himself is, is now found in the soul. All right, going on. Uh, the third definition, to overwhelm. And we're still looking at the definitions with the online Bible Greek lexicon for the, the term baptized, baptized, Strong's number 907, the Greek term baptizo. All right, now, going on with the definition. Not to be confound, confused with Strong's number 911, bapto. And then he goes on. The clear, I love this. The clearest example that shows the meaning of baptizo is a text from the Greek poet and physician Nicander, who lived about 200 B.C., It is a recipe for making pickles. 
Now, I guess I could subtitle this lesson Pickles. <laughs> no, I won't do that. It'll be uh, subtitled N, uh, but I'll throw that in there somewhere. A recipe for making pickles and is helpful because it uses both words, both baptizo and bapto. All right. Nicander says that in order to make a pickle, the vegetable should first be dipped, bapto, into boiling water and then baptized, baptizo, in the vinegar solution. Both verbs concern the immersing of vegetables in a solution. But the first is temporary. The second, the act of baptizing the vegetable produces a permanent change. When used in the New Testament, this word more often refers to our union and identification with Christ than to our water baptism. And then they give an example, uh, Mark chapter 16, verse 16. Let's just go ahead and read that. Whoops, that's Matthew, wrong book. Mark 16, 16. This is Jesus speaking. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Oh, they've got a portion of the verse there. All right, uh, where was it? When used in the New Testament, this word more often refers to our union and identification with Christ than to our water baptism. That is, uh, for example, Mark 16, 16. Now, they have a portion of that verse. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. It goes on to say, Christ is saying that mere intellectual assent is not enough. There must be a union with him, a real change like the vegetable to the pickle. And that's the Bible Study Magazine, James Montgomery, Boyce, May 1989. From the Online Bible Greek lexicon for the term baptized, baptized, Strong's number 907, Greek term baptizo. There must be a union with him, a real change, like the vegetable to the pickle. Brothers and sisters, this is exactly what happens at the moment of new birth. At the moment of new birth, our soul, to our soul, comes the eternal change, who is Christ himself. From that very moment onward, it is not I, but Christ. Whether we realize it, understand it, know it, have heard about it, thought it, have understood it, or not. That is reality, brothers and sisters, regardless. That cannot be changed. Once again, denoting fixed condition in whatever place, in at whatever time, and in whatever state. That this eternal reality, fixed position that our soul is found in it from the moment of new birth does not change. Does not change. All right, this is great news. Uh, <clears throat> just, I've got another verse I'd like to read. Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. 
And this is John the Baptist speaking. He's speaking concerning Jesus. He says, this is John the Baptist speaking, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, something on the outside. He's confessing that. Why? Because he's not God. Man can only touch the outside. God alone can change the inside. So he says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. I do all this so that you may repent, so that you may repent, so that your heart may turn unto the Lord. All right. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, speaking of Christ himself, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Inside. Now, I, I looked at that when I, when I saw that the Holy Spirit and fire, the fire caught my attention. It's like, well, I can understand the Holy Spirit, but why did they put fire there? Now, this is just me. This is just my thought, my opinion, because I'm going to give an example. When you take anything, and I'll just say a sheet of paper, and you set it ablaze on fire, and you let it burn, it is reduced to its I can't think of the word. There you go. <laughs> Ultimately, brothers and sisters, it is ashes. The condition of that piece of paper has changed. It's now ashes. No matter what you do, you cannot, from the ashes, recreate that piece of paper. I would say it's impossible. In fact, in going to a pile, a heap of ashes, you probably can't distinguish what it is, or better yet, what it was. You don't even know what it was. You cannot relate to what was based on what is. It doesn't matter what it was. A piece of paper, a piece of wood, you can't recognize it, and you can't relate to it in its former state. Brothers and sisters, at the moment of new birth, we have been translated from one man, Adam, into a new man, altogether new man, Christ himself. From one creation, an old creation, into this new creation, who is Christ himself. From our soul being in a state of death, in a condition of death, to being brought by the Holy Spirit, the work of the Spirit, unto the condition of life, because life, who Christ is, is present in the soul. So, as the Apostle Paul would say, how can we who are born again live any longer in this condition that wherein our life is not found? impossible. How can a pickle revert to being a cucumber? Impossible. How can ashes revert to being back to the piece of paper? Impossible. And greater still is the eternal condition 
that has come to our soul at the moment of new birth. Preposition denoting fixed condition in whichever, whatever place below, in whichever, whatever time at whatever time, or in whichever, whatever state below. All this because of what Jesus himself said, I am in you. And this, of course, brothers and sisters, is those is, is for those of us who are born again. If you're not born again, this doesn't apply to you. You're still stuck in Adam. You still have no life. Uh, you're still in sin. You have to be born again. All right? But for us who are born again, our souls are eternally fixed by God himself in Christ, just as Christ, by God himself, is eternally fixed in our soul. The Lord Jesus Christ being present makes it all, what's the word I'm looking for? Applicable to the soul now. Now the soul is found in rest because rest, the rest of God, the Sabbath of God is found within the soul. Now the soul of the one who is born again is found in peace because peace, who is Christ himself, is now found in the soul. All right. Uh, I, I wanted to look also at um, the example, and we've got plenty of time, uh, at the example of Noah and the flood because it is basically coming from one condition to another condition. Now, we know that uh, the Lord is, is a testimony of Christ. It's a testimony of death, burial, resurrection. We know that God looked upon a whole entire creation and basically said, there's none righteous, no, not one. That's ultimately what's, what's implied there because he saw that the thought and action of man was evil continually. That's the, crea the Adamic creation, the, the, the old creation, where Adam is the head of that body. All right? Except he saw Noah. Noah found grace in his sight. And so when he tells Noah, okay, you're going to build this ark, and two of every species will come unto you in the ark. What is that basically meaning? That an entire creation will come unto Noah. That's the two of each one. A testimony, too, is testifies of, of, of the whole thing. So two of each, an entire creation will come unto Noah. All right? Then they go into the ark. God sends down the rains, opens the floodgates below. Water is everywhere. There's both the blessing of God and the, and the judgment of God upon all at the same time, but it rains, listen, it rains upon the ark and Noah as well. Not just upon this, this that every thought and action of man was evil continually, no, 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 upon Noah and the ark itself. So judgment comes down upon Noah and the ark. It keeps raining, 40 days, 40 nights. What is happening during that time? A whole entire creation that was brought to death, yes, it was brought to death, is now being buried out of sight 
by the waters of the flood. With that, as the waters are rising, so is the ark in type resurrection until it settles above a new creation. So now, when Noah and all those who came unto Noah, his family, come step out of the ark, they step out into a new creation. And now they must begin to find their living, their moving, and their being in this new creation. Because as to the old creation, it's not there. It's no longer present. What has been put away has been buried, no longer to be seen again, no longer to be found again. And so, brothers and sisters, well, you can say, you can you hear this and you can see this and you can say, oh, well, that's great, brother, but what about these thoughts I have? Or what about that, that action that I did the other day, you know? Well, brother and sister, what are we doing? What are we doing when that's happening? What, in effect, what we are doing is that us who are born again, we are looking and we are thinking, we are finding our life among the dead. And we are calling that our life. We are calling what was our life. We are calling the condition that was our life. But for us who are born again, that is not the condition of our soul. In fact, you have the testimony of the two angels. I think it was the two angels. They're at the sepulcher, at the, at the tomb where Jesus was, and they're coming. They're looking for Jesus. They are looking for life. Jesus, he was crucified, and then he was buried, and now they're trying to find him. They're looking for him. And the angels are saying this, why are you seeking the living among the dead? He's not here. He is risen. Brothers and sisters, our life, who Christ is, is risen. So therefore, as Noah and all that came out of the ark with Noah, we must, as born-again believers, begin to discover, to find our life, our moving, and our being in Christ himself, this new creation. To discover, to find and discover our life, who is Christ, wherein our life is found. He is not found below, he is risen. Noah and the flood. And not only that, but Noah and all those with him, they couldn't go back. There was nothing to go back to. It just, it wasn't there. It's almost the same way with, uh, who was it? Lot. When the Lord, when the Lord being so merciful, the very first mention of mercy in the scriptures, the Lord being so merciful, grabs Lot, brings him out of Sodom and Gomorrah. 
or destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. You can't go back there. You can't go to what you considered your life before. It's not there. It's not there. Once again, ashes, brother and sister. The Lord rained fire and brimstone. Ashes, it's not there. You can't find it. And those are just testimonies. How greater, how greater the life of our soul, the eternal change that came to our soul at the moment of new birth in the person of Christ himself. So uh, that's all that I really had for this lesson in Christ. I don't, let me just look real quick. Yep. I think that's all I had. So uh, just once again, allow the Lord to do that which he desires to do in our heart, uh, to allow the Lord to take that which he desires to take from these lessons, accomplish what he desires to accomplish in our hearts for his own glory, his good pleasure. And I'll see you uh, till our next lesson. Lord bless. Amen.